Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel. We're introducing you to members of our church staff and community. It is a treat and a treasure. As you know, I'm always joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haz, everybody. Hootie hoo, Hallie. How are you? Hey, Gray. I am just too blessed. Uh, I'm trying out some new catchphrases. I think hootie hoo is, uh, is the one I'm using this week. It's uh, not really catching on yet, but I'm going to keep it up. Yeah, hootie hoo, hootie hey. So, uh, Hallie, it's uh, just, you know, we had an amazing week with my teens in Climax because it was Orphan Week this week. Orphan Week, that's cool. Yeah, you know, uh, Orphan Week is when I ask all my teens in Climax to bring a friend to church with them that they know doesn't have a church home. And it was great. You know, Hallie, this year, you know, I wanted to do something kind of cool and fun because it's so important that, you know, teens really come into this space and they first get that experience of being a part of something cool and fun so that they can eventually come to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came up with this hilarious idea, Hallie. I mean, it was so hilarious. Um, uh, So I got to ask you, who's the most famous orphan? Uh. Oprah? O- Oprah? No. Isn't she it's Oprah. Orphan? Is she? Her name's pretty close to Orphan. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. No, Hallie, uh, uh, Little Orphan Annie. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, so I came up with this really cool idea called Little Orphan Andy. I got this <gasps> curly red wig. I got an old pillowcase that I just covered in filth, you know, uh-huh. just an old filthy pillowcase. I put Hilarious. that on. And then I came out and I did the whole opening message as Little Orphan Andy. It was so funny. It's hilarious. I had to get somebody to play Daddy Warbucks. And I, I've got my friend, I'm not sure if I'm mentioned him before, but his name's Clay, Clay Mason. Mason Bannerman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. you've mentioned him before. I oh, know yeah. all about Clay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. okay. A little touchy, Hallie. Just kind of feel like a goldfish in a castle at this point. What's that? 
I don't remember. Well, anyway, I came out and I did this whole thing. I was like, hey, daddy, uh, you know, <laughs> I've got a whole new life with Christ. I've got a whole new life with Christ. I was broken. Now I'm fixed. Said a Satan. Six, six, six. Uh, it was so awesome. fun. I think everybody just really got a kick out of it. I got a whole lot of laughs. So oh, it was really great. cool and fun. And the kids had a good response. They got the reference and everything. You know what? I had to head out right after services because, you know, Clay has a, um, he's got a latex allergy. So his scalp kind of broke out. Because oh, of, from because his of the bald, bald cap. cap. Yeah. Oh, no, I bet he bad. made a great daddy warbuck. Yeah. Well, how was your week, Hallie? I had the weirdest thing this week, and I thought you could help me because you're the teen expert. Um, I was taking one of my girls. She had to have her yearly school physical to start the new school year. And her doctor, she had some great, new, gorgeous young doctor, fresh out of med school. Seems like she would have all the best, you know, information on everything. And she says to me, I recommend we do the HPV vaccine. Oh, really? What's that? Is that the new Honda? It's the human papillomavirus or something. It's a sexually transmitted disease. It's oh. an STD oh. vaccine, oh, no. which I'm pretty sure all Christians are against because, you know, it's just like, well, that's just a, a, a free ticket to sex town for kids. Uh, that's right. And this doctor says to me, she said, did you know... Um, Hallie, that over half of the American population is infected with HPV. And I said, that's disgusting. I cannot believe that many people drive Hondas. And it causes women to die of cervical cancer. And then she went on and she started saying, I really recommend it for your daughter because cervical cancer is the fourth most, most common form of cancer in women. And almost 600,000 women contract it every year worldwide. And it causes women to die. And she said, we have a vaccine that is safe and effective right. and it produces 100% immunity. And I said, ma'am, I'm a Republican. And I think conservatives have been really clear on the matter with the HPV vaccine. And the answer is no. Right. And she asked me to explain why. And I said, well, honestly, because it helps us argue that folks should not be having premarital sex. Right. And the doctor looked at me and she said, you're saying you would like to protect and conserve cervical cancer rather than eradicate it so it can be used as a scare tactic? And I said, Yes, I do. And then I felt like she was getting kind of judgy. And she said, honestly, Hallie, please, I'm really pleading with you. I, I beg you not to be more concerned with, you know, preservation of sexual purity than you are with the alleviation of human suffering. And she started spouting off all these statistics about Americans, American teens engaging in as much sex as teens across the developed world, but are five times more likely to become pregnant or have a baby or an abortion or get a disease because of the abstinence-only teaching that we give kids. Oh, and I said, ma'am, I am in support of abstinence-only I really, really am. And at that point, it didn't matter because I was already halfway out the door. And I was like, I'll take my daughter to another doctor. I don't care. And you know what? My daughter was begging me to go back because she wants the vaccine. Ugh. And I said, not on my watch, hon. And now I think I'm going to have to take her to a purity camp or something because of the fact that she wants the vaccine. Like, that really scared me. Totally. And it's just so scary that people don't buy American. <laughs> Just like Jesus prayed in the garden, our guest today is a gardener extraordinaire. Please welcome Hani Salini, everybody. Hi. Hey, guys. Sorry. Welcome. Uh, wow, you're a bit sweaty there, honey. Uh, is everything okay? Yeah, I, I spent the morning in uh, Getsemane, so I'm 
okay. sweating and we've got some new tropical weather plants that I had to turn on the humidifiers for. So oh, I'm just a little groggy. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no worries. So just so everyone knows, Gethsemane, all the greenhouses that we have in the back. Here um, on campus. That, you know, supply all the beautiful plants that we have around Twin Hills. And Hani is our, uh, I guess what we would call our chief caretaker of, of, the, of the whole greenhouse. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest challenge when it comes to plants? Oh, boy, where to start? I think people don't realize that plants are living beings and they're not just decorations. They're not just something you put in your hands when you get married, but they have feelings. And sure, we might not be able to register those feelings, but they're still valid. Right. And I just, sometimes it's hard to know what they want. Oh, really? Oh. Well, yeah. maybe you can help me because one of my kids wants to be vegan. And she, and I said, not in this house, honey. And she said, um, Mom, I'm afraid that the lettuce, even that I'm eating, is sentient mm. and that I am hurting the, the romaine leaves as I chew them and I don't want to hurt anything. Oh, so and I insane. said, you're just being a stupid girl. No, no. She's being a plant path. Wow. Yeah, oh, really? it's like really? an empath, but for plants. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, looks, you know, some of us find that we have special skills of uh, music or painting, and some of us find that we're plant paths. That was certainly my journey. Uh, And it's tough to be in tune to the pain of plants. Oh, really? My goodness gracious. Right, because, I mean, when you came in here, I I guess I don't want to, I mean, you were crying. Was that because of, Yeah. that was because of a plant? Okay. Yeah. Uh, For the last three weeks, I've been, Tending to a lily of the valley for Wednesday services. Uh And uh, this morning I came to the greenhouse and uh, she'd passed. Oh, Oh, no. no. And a lily of the valley is such a Bible-based flower. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, It's hard not to blame yourself when a plant dies. Uh, Obviously, I know it couldn't have been my fault because there was a cold front last night and I tried so hard to give her the world and it just wasn't enough. Wow. Yeah. Well, don't blame yourself. Do not blame yourself. I Recently, I had one of my kids, I was giving my kids a, their regular anti-abortion um, speech that I give them just so mm-hmm. that they know the truth. And um, I give my plants the same one. Is that right? Oh, yeah. good. Now, do plants have like a cycle, like a like a menstrual cycle like that, or not so much? In a manner of speaking, yes. Wow, really? Yeah. Plants really? reproduce just like us. Sure, huh. they do it asexually, but what is asexually if reproduction is happening? Have you been wow. witness to many plant-based abortions? I've conducted many plant-based abortions oh. in my past uh, oh. as... You might know, before I came to the church, I was uh, uh, low on morals and high on giving a plant abortions. Really? Wow. Well, you know what? Just because you were morally bankrupt doesn't mean it's not covered in the blood and that now you are rich in truth. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I feel so blessed to have seen the light and uh, I feel closer to the plants now that I can keep them on God's path. That is so interesting because I was telling Mm. my kids why we're pro-life and my Mm. son Day, he's a teenager so he challenges me constantly and he's, he won't say pro-life. He calls it anti-choice. And he also told me that, um, my logic 
according to my logic, even just a menstrual, menstrual cycle is an abortion. And then I noticed that I started getting upset every time of the month. I would get sad and I would mm-hmm. start to blame myself for mm-hmm. having this mini abortion. And my husband, Lance Labonte, told me, he said, don't blame yourself. And that's what I'm telling you of like, don't blame yourself about these plants. You're doing the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I get it. Every time I walk by an orange tree with oranges on the dirt, I think that's plant abortion. Wow. Right. All that wasted life. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're surrounded by it. The best we can do is speak out against it. How did you end up coming to Twin Hills and finding Jesus uh, in light of the sort of darkness that you had been living in, you know, mm. plant-based, plant-based darkness? Well, I used to be a plant pesticide. Oh, oh, you worked for the pesticides. Yeah, employee. So I was directly spraying pesticides on plants. Oh. And sure, it kills bugs, but it also hurts the plants. And right. I thought I was serving the greater good of agriculture and produce. Oh, how silly I was. Uh, soon after that, I was uh, sitting in my office at Monsanto and... Uh, oh. Oh, careful. Oh, did, oh, did, oh, I think the plant fell off the table there. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry you guys had to see that. That's one of my succulents. Her name's oh, Sasha. Uh, right. They've heard this story before, and it's tough to hear if you're a plant. Sure. Uh, killed a lot of their brothers and sisters back at Monsanto. But uh, I was sitting in my office, and as luck would have it, opened up the bottom drawer of my desk, and there was a Bible there. Oh. Oh, how did it get there? Uh, well... I might say that there was someone who had my office before me and was religious, but I'd like to think that Jesus put it there for me to find. Oh, that it's is such an awesome story. It's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. So, so you found a Bible in your desk drawer at Monsanto, and mm-hmm. that is how you came to find Jesus. Yeah, I, uh, I started reading, and what struck me more than the words themselves was just the idea that Jesus saves, and if Jesus right. saves, then why don't I? Okay. Yeah. That is awesome. So do you feel like you have more of a green thumb since becoming a Christ follower? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think about all the plants I've rescued from uh, gardens at public high schools teaching evolution, and uh, all the trees I dug out and replanted from funerals, re- you know, took them from uh, synagogues, planted them at churches. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. And have those, uh, have those all survived? Uh, technically, no. Uh, it turns out when you uproot and replant a tree or a flower, it takes a lot of trauma and oh. has a higher likelihood of dying. But you live and you learn. That was in my, uh, my youth. And since then, I think I've, I've listened to the plants a lot more. You know, what's really inspiring about your story too, honey, is that, you know, you have these plants, you're helping them grow. Yes, sometimes you kill them. Sometimes they fall off the table like they just did. But you're also giving us the idea that, look, these plants are going to a better place now that they know that they know Christ. And I feel like, you know, I'm not sure if there are plants in heaven, but if there are going to be, I think, you know, a lot of your plants are definitely going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look. If there's one thing I know, it's that my plants are going to heaven. I read from the Bible to them every night. Oh, that's awesome. Every Sunday, I uh, conduct Sunday services for them. Oh, really? They've all been baptized. 
Uh, oh, really? A lot of people don't realize that you have to baptize your plants. Well, really? is that just called watering or? Oh, subtle but important difference. Oh, when you're okay. watering a plant, you give it all the water at once in that moment, give it a nice sip of water. When you're baptizing a plant, you dip it in a tub of water. Oh, okay. Oh, full immersion. I think full that immersion. is actually the only way that God recognizes it. Right, you can't it. Yeah. sprinkle. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a touchy question, and I'm sorry if there maybe is no answer for this or if this is too personal of a question. Um, I do apologize. But, you know, my kids asked me, and I didn't know, how, I didn't know the answer. My kids said, Mom... If plant if 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 plants are growing that people use as drugs, mm-hmm. then God made those plants. And I was like, No, God did not make those plants that are drugs and narcotics. And they said, Well, then how are they growing on earth? And I just don't. I'm not sure how to answer that. Do mm. you know the answer? Sure. Look, every plant is born a plant of Christ. Okay. A child of Christ, if you will. And some plants choose to go a different direction. Uh, plants. Right. Smoked in, oh. as marijuana are choosing a life of sin. Oh. And it's sad, but you, you can't save every plant from a life okay. of sin. That's we right. do what we can. So you're basically saying that the plant, yeah, it's, it's not the plant. The plant is, you know, the plant is given a choice, Hallie. Okay. And, you know, that plant chooses to be used as marijuana, then, you know, it's, it's basically not, uh, it's not making the choices that God wants for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, marijuana plants can be used as, you know, you can make rope out of them. And I would yeah. say that those ones are probably saved. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that this is why I'm anti-choice. Because I feel like, you know, I've had yeah. button mushrooms. I put them on a salad. And those mushrooms have made good choices. Mm-hmm. And if there is a type of mushroom that has chosen a dark, dark path mm-hmm. to hurt people and, um, you know, to, to create confusion and separate people from the mm-hmm. divine God who loves them and created them, then I blame those mushrooms or those poppy seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, now, honey, I also uh, did want to touch upon the greenhouse fire that happened uh, last mm. year, mm. Um, because I think a lot of people were concerned of, you know, okay, uh, we didn't know we had a greenhouse. Why is it on fire? Why did it almost uh, mm-hmm. basically take the whole church with it? Um, did you have anything to clear up about that, or is everything that you needed to say in the uh, in that local news report that you did? Oh, gosh. I I was trying to be diplomatic in the local news report, so I said uh, I was dealing with a lot of stress from the job and neglected to refill the sprinklers that come on in the event of a fire. But the truth is, I was in a dark way. Okay. I was in a a very low place. uh, I'd been approached by an old colleague at Monsanto who asked if I wanted to come back and uh, start exploring the new frontier of plant pesticides. And uh, I was tempted. I'm not going to lie to you. I was tempted, and um, I was sitting there. So it was a chemical fire. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I took some of his samples, his chemical samples, uh, just, just to see. I've prayed a lot about this, and uh, there's no excuses. I should not have taken those pesticides, but I took them, and uh, I was... I was tasting them just to see, and uh, sure enough, I got high on plant pesticides. Oh, no. Yeah, and in my uh, fugue state, I poured gasoline all over the greenhouse and lit it on fire myself. And you lost everything? Yeah. Oh, Uh, honey. Sometimes the devil visits us. That's true. I mean, he is seeking to destroy us at all times, and he's very real. Yeah. 
I was weak. And it's hard that he's invisible. He is. Oh. Uh, and, and people ask me what happened. And, and the truth is, all I can say is I was weak in the face of the devil. Right. Well, yeah. I guess the great irony there is, you know, that you did come out of it with a green thumb because yeah. your thumb is literally sort of green it's now. Or is green. That, that's just kind of a burn, I guess. Yeah. Because of all the pesticides in the greenhouse during the fire, uh, there was a very bright green blaze, which uh-huh. had I not been running for my life might have been beautiful. But uh, now my body, and not just my thumb, has this, as you can kind of see it, this iridescent green tint. Yeah, it kind of goes up your arms, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that is a God thing, though, where we're going, hey, yes, you almost did die in a chemical fire of your own making. Mm -hmm. But the flip side of that, Hallie, is now we have a beautiful greenhouse and we everybody knows exactly who she is now because they're going, hey, oh, the lady with the green thumb. Yep, she works in Gethsemane. And Mm -hmm. if the whole... um, caretaking of plants doesn't work out i think you should audition for wicked it's a wonderful musical and you wouldn't even have to put on the makeup oh wow that's really that's really touching i i feel like such a freak with my iridescent green skin can you sing i sing to the plants oh every morning yeah well maybe you are really you're gearing up for a second career in my mind yeah now honey about how many if you had to choose a you know sort of a ratio a percentage of the plants uh, that you have now um are alive as opposed to plants that uh, are dead on your watch uh okay so just counting up and and i assume this is a safe space absolutely i've killed about 70 percent of the plants i've come in contact with okay so pretty high percentage yeah but I am coming around, and if you visit Kissimmee now, our greenhouse is exploding with new plant life. Uh, we've got succulents, we've got uh, snake plants, we've got Ooh. a lot to choose from. Right. Wonderful. Sounds like you really know your stuff. Yeah. Wonderful. Fresh herbs. Are you married? I'm married to the plants. Oh, wow. Married to your career. I love it. A career gal. I like to think of uh, the plants as more than a career, but a calling. Oh, wow. You are called by God. I mean, mm-hmm. he says that um, he cares for um, even the lily in the field and the sparrow in its nest. Well, he cared for all the lilies but one because wasn't you did lose that, that one just lily. this morning. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. that's true. Yeah, but people make mistakes and we're all cre- created in God's image. Us, plants, all of us are imperfect beings in the eyes of the Lord. Honey, Gethsemane, just the words are so evocative to me because, you know, Jesus was there. He was praying with all his guys. And then the soldiers came and they roughed him up a little bit. And, he, and you know, some of the, the, the disciples jumped in there probably. And they were going, you know, you let him go. And he goes, no, let him take me, guys. You know, I've, I've got to do this. It's, it's, it's my destiny. Uh, you know, do you ever think, do you ever have, you know, so kind of, you know, do you ever think about that when you're there with your, with your plants, you know, what Christ was actually going? Going through uh, when they arrested him. What all those plants were witness to. Oh, I know. Think mm. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Um, I think the plants there were probably doing what Jesus was doing. I think a lot of those plants gave their lives for humanity too, and they don't oh, get really? credit. So that's something that makes me very upset. Why does the human get the credit, but the plants don't? That's right. Yeah, all, all the apostles who stepped on those plant leaves, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who stepped on that grass, 
and it probably died because that, you know, as everyone knows, if you stampede on grass, it will die. Yeah. And if you think about it, we wouldn't even even be able to be Christians or have atonement or redemption without the what? The cross. That mm-hmm. was a tree. That was a tree that gave that its life so that we could be forgiven for how disgusting we are and full of sin. So we're so bad and sinful that somebody had to die. God mm-hmm. had to kill his child mm-hmm. how, for how bad we are. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very grateful to that tree that gave its life along with God's son giving his life. Oh, yeah. Crown of thorns. That's that was a plant. Oh, good point. That must have been roses. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of that. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Turning the water to wine. There's grapes. There's grapes. Exactly. And and how come we have this entire text that focuses on the the people, the people mm-hmm. who benefited from those plants? Mm-hmm. It's just right. not right. And of course, I still believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But as someone who is a plant path, sometimes I have to speak for them. Right. I never thought about how many plants are in the Bible. I mean, it all started with um, a tree of knowledge and good and evil mm-hmm. and Eve eating the apple because females really shouldn't be trusted to make decisions ever. Mm-hmm. And also, um, then they laid down the palm leaves for Jesus on Palm Sunday. And also, he cursed that olive tree. There's plants everywhere in the Bible. Yeah, that's so cool. There are so many plants in the Bible. Oh, yeah. I, so, give you an example. I was at Monticello, Jefferson's estate. Oh, and awesome. A bit of a controversial place in 2020. Oh, really? but haven't heard. Oh, really? yeah. Well, hey, who am I to say? I-, I said Thomas Jefferson is on the Mount Rushmore. He is an upstanding, God-fearing man. And my son, Day, he said, Mom, he's a slave raper. And so mm. I put a bar of soap in his mouth. Oh, as you should have, because okay. he has a much bigger crime. And that is, he had a giant farm. And was he speaking for those crops? Was he speaking mm. for those plants? No, right. he just wow. he just focused on on writing and the Constitution. And, and speaking of which, I did see his his Bible that he wrote, uh, the Jefferson oh. Bible, where he takes out all mention of God and the mystical. And that gave me an idea. <gasps> so I actually and you guys are the first people to see it. I wrote my own Bible, and I call it the Green Bible. Oh, yes. that's cool. I've taken out all mention of people and only included the plants. That's awesome. Oh, is that? Uh, and this is, wow, it's a bit, it's pretty short. Uh, I would say it's about, what, 20, 30 pages. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow, you can, you can say I read the whole Bible, <laughs> just like that. It's 27 pages and four of them are blank. And I love the, um, what is this font here, Comic Sans? Yeah, I love that font. It just is so fun. It's organic. I wanted yeah. to capture the spirit of stems and right. roots. I mean, if there is a font that is going to be evocative of a plant, I definitely think it's Comic Sans. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I think that's such a good idea. You know, a lot of times, uh, Hallie, what I say is, you know, different versions of the Bible mean different things to different people. I think that all God breathed because, you know, when I read to my, the, the Bible to my teens, I'm not going to be using, you know, the, um, you know, new standard. I'm not going to be using the um uh, or King James or something like that. No, I'm going to go straight to a teen version of the Bible. Mm. I might use the Wow Bible. I might use uh, Bible on Fleek or something like that. Cool. Just uh, you know, a translation that really gets to the core of how these kids think and feel. And what you're saying here, honey, is you know, what if you've got to uh, spread the good news to someone who only thinks about plants? You're mm-hmm. not going to give them some version of the Bible that you know has all the other stuff. You're going to give them the Green Bible. How do you think I converted my plants to Christianity? Wow. Plants are not born Christians, and people don't understand that. You bring, a, you bring a bouquet of flowers into a wedding, into a Christian wedding, and mm-hmm. you have no guarantee that those are Christian flowers. 
And now, how do you know if they, because, you know, as far as I can tell, plants can't talk. How do you know Mm -hmm. if they have accepted Jesus Christ as the personal Lord and Savior? You see it in their actions. Okay. (gasps) The Mm -hmm. fruit of the Spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, faith without works. A Christian plant might uh, offer you its fruit. It might, say it's a lemon tree, it might drop a lemon close to your toes when you're walking by. Fantastic. It might shade you from the sun. Awesome. Uh, It might vary, and people don't know this, but plants emit a frequency. Oh, really? They do. And and if you listen closely to that frequency, you can hear, if it's a Christian plant, a hymn. Really? Oh, my Mm -hmm. goodness. That's why we have to listen. And how do you know if they not accepted Jesus? Oh, gosh. Where to begin? Uh, A sinful plant might poke you with its branch. Okay. Mm -hmm. It might uh, uproot your pavers on your driveway. Probably doesn't turn toward the light. Say it's an oak tree, and it's let the devil into its heart. It'll surely uproot the pavers on your driveway. Okay. It might start sprouting up at a planned parenthood. Or a plant parenthood. I feel like weeds are definitely not Christ-centered. You can just tell because they kind of spread like a virus, and you don't want them there, and they're not beautiful and becoming. Mm-hmm. And um, I also feel like a Venus flytrap. It's a little violent. It doesn't oh, yeah. seem Christ-centered at all. And is a Venus flytrap a plant or an animal? In my mind, a Venus flytrap is a plant. Really? really? And here's why. A plant has roots. Uh-huh. A plant conducts photosynthesis. Uh-huh. And a plant hears me. You see a cat, a cat doesn't care what you're doing. That's right. Really? Yeah, I mean, there's no chance a cat is a Christian. No, 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 no. Dogs, maybe. All dogs go to heaven, yeah. But uh, when I I speak to plants, they listen. Mm. When I speak to animals, they patently don't. I have very bad luck with animals. You're a plant person. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna. I, I can't wait to read your plant Bible. And I also didn't know that Thomas Jefferson had a Bible. I'm gonna read that too because I hear that he was an inventor and um, just an, an upstanding guy. Um, you know, my son might say, "Well, he kept his own child in slavery," and um, I just mm-hmm. say, "You know, this is a this is a. Um, it's like a fake history that they make up, just like fake news, isn't it? It is a fake history. And and what's good about this church is we teach the real history. Isn't that right? That's right. We teach that our Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins. We teach that the earth is less than 2,000 years old. We teach that it was Adam and Eve in the beginning and not dinosaurs. The world isn't Jurassic Park. Right, not Adam and Steve. Um, So, and honey, you know, I also, I love the plant walks and plant talks that you were giving. I I saw the flyer for it that, you know, you bring people into the greenhouse and you basically show them, hey, you know, you want to know what it was like, um, you know, for the nails to pierce uh, Jesus's hands, come Mm -hmm. over here and touch this uh, really uh, dangerous cactus Mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. I just Mm -hmm. think, I I think that's such a good way to connect plants with those Bible stories that, that, that is so important. Oh yeah. And if you read the green Bible that I wrote you'll see an entire section on the use of cactus needles as really what bound jesus to the cross oh really Mm -hmm. wow that is that is so awesome yeah now just for clarification i didn't realize monsanto was bad or that pesticides were bad i mean we put roundup all over our yard and we spray for mosquitoes by our little retention pond is that not good Oh, boy. Oof. Because I feel like it's the socialist liberals who are trying to go after Monsanto, and, and I thought Monsanto was pro-farmer, no? 
Oh, yeah. Well, look, I, I get why you would think that. Uh, Monsanto is a big company, and far be it for me to not be a fan of big companies and big corporations. Uh, but they're using science. Oh, and that was no. when oh, I started to uh, let Jesus into my heart. That was the first thing I saw. I was surrounded yeah. by scientists. And oh, no. uh, corporate culture aside, uh, when I engage with my plants now, it's not from science. It's from God. That mm. is awesome. When I tend to the plants, I'm not checking their pH balance or uh, the humidity in the air. I'm feeling the spirit of Christ and right. acting on what he compels me to do. And you've got a 30% success rate. Yeah. Hani Salini was played by Anna Salinas. Follow her hilarious sketch, filmmaking, and cartoons at Bad Comics by Anna. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>